Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Underground Treehouse Podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I'm one fourth of your host, Ruben. Joining me as always is Marcos. Hi. Keenan. What up? And Isaac. Hello, hello. This week, we're going to be reviewing the newest album by Icelandic sensation Bjork, <laughs> titled Fasora. Uh, my pick, but before I get into the reasons why I picked this, as always, we're going to give you our music recommendations of the week as well as our local beer recommendation of the week. Uh, Marco, start us off with the music. You already know what kind of binge I've been on. I've been <laughs> on a binge of One Step Closer like for the past two weeks. Bro, you've been on a hardcore binge for like the past year. <laughs> yeah, but this specific band has been like nonstop, like replay value, like aye, for two aye. weeks. Anything by them, literally anything. What song were we just listening to? Uh, Leave the Gray. Great song. All right, so for my recommendation this week, I actually have two artists for you guys. What? That doesn't count. That's the cheap. reason why is like I literally found them at the same exact time, and they're so yeah, literally choose one. They're literally the same artist. It's weird. Same sound and everything. It's it's weird. So the first one is actually uh, the song is called Radio by the band Freak Slug, and the second is Two A.M. by the artist Sarah Crean. And so Sarah Crean, she's kind of like a. It's just like solo. Mm-hmm. And then Freak Slug is more of a band. But the vocals and like their sound, it just it's literally the same group. It's crazy. So that's why I'm actually like recommending both of them. But um, I think I found them. I found Freak Slug off of TikTok. And then from them, it literally led me right to Sarah Crean. I was like, whoa, this is literally the same group. It's, it's pretty, pretty nice. Um, but a very alternative indie, very girl in red sounding. Um, it's really good. Check it out. Freak Slug and Sarah Crean. Uh, for me, something that I kind of wanted to um, kind of compare with this album would be an artist, Sierra Rose. Is that perfect? Is that how you say Absolutely perfect. Perfect. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I didn't know that I wanted to do that because I found him literally the week before we started listening to this Bjork project and I had no idea like that they, one that they had collabed two the they're kind of similar in, in, in some sort of, you know, esoteric kind of way. And three, like they're both fucking tremendous and, and make up their own language and are just very, very prolific. Um, the album that I'd recommend is the untitled one in parentheses. Yes. It's white and that whole album is like the soundtrack to going into space bro like it, it's it's insane everything about it is just so personal and yet so out of this world at the same time it's crazy so check it out uh s-i-g-u-r-r-o-s but it's pronounced Sierra rose so check it out uh go ahead uh there's a track on there i think it's called untitled three or it's like untitled like number three yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> That yeah. song. Tremendous. Perfect. Tremendous. Okay. My recommendation of the week is going to be the song The Razor's Apple by pop punk slash hardcore kind of slash new metal band Fleshwater. Uh, they came out with an album three weeks ago called We're Not Here to Be Loved. Really, really good. Really good album. Uh, it's been something I've been listening to a lot. It's actually gotten in the way of my Bjork listening for this. It, it, it was taking up a lot of listening time, I will say. Uh, but I have to shout out the Razor's Apple specifically because it's one of the best songs I've heard this year. Uh, if you're familiar with Vane, the members of Vane are the same members in this band. 
But the lead singer of Fleshwater is the girlfriend of one of the members. I don't know who. Would you? Who's Anthony? Do you know who Anthony is in Vane? Anthony is the lead singer of Vane. Oh, okay. So the lead singer of Vane's girlfriend is the lead singer of Fleshwater. Damn. Power couple. Uh, absolutely, man. Both really great, you know, aside from some Albuquerque biases. Uh, both, both great projects. Let them know. <laughs> Um, they were fucking with us. Is what it was. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's going to be a top album for me at the end of the year, but this song specifically is going to be one of my top songs of the year too. Super good, super catchy. Razor's Apple by Fleshwater. All right, our local beer recommendation of the week is going to be a very unique and special beer. One of the best pop punk slash alt rock bands from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Right On Kid. To this day. Till this day from the Woo. Duke City, baby, holding it down. They released a collab with one of the best breweries in Albuquerque, the Bowie's Brothers. Named after their song Indigo, it is the Indigo Sour. Super unique, absolutely delicious. And it's not just, we're not just saying that, you know, to be some homers. Yeah, it's a, actually, this is very good. I had six beers last night and I was faded as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so last <laughs> night, good. last night they had a release party. Shout out to Savings, another yep. great pop punk band from here. Uh, Savings opened up for them. They had a little release party, a little release show at Bowie's for this beer. Uh, if you can, get it on tap. It's amazing, but the can is just as good. Very limited, so you need to get it ASAP. That's not very common where you get really good tap and canned beer. Like, the, both of these are really fucking good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some beers are, like, either hit or miss, you know, for both. But right. this is delicious in any form. Big notes of, like, blueberry. 5.5%, man. It's real easy sipping, but very tasteful at the same time. It's a wonderful beer. We couldn't be uh, more happy to support a band and a brewery that deserve it. All right. Fossera. Fossura. Who knows? It's made up anyways. By Bjork. Just want to ask, are you guys familiar at all with Bjork? Yes. Yes. Not even a little bit. Wow. Except for Pagan Party. Poetry? Poetry. Sorry. <laughs> that, Poetry. That's, a good, that's a good song, though. The music I, video is fire too. Yeah, the music video is a lot <laughs> risque. But uh, yeah, I, in efforts of looking up this album, I wanted to kind of just see what she was about, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just listened to that one song because I didn't want to like have my, you know, uh, opinion influenced. Listen to that song, banger. Anyways, continue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you guys, you know, Marcos and Keen and you two that are familiar with uh, Bjork. And anybody else who has listened to Bjork, you are very familiar with the type of artist she is. She is not anybody that you can really put into a box. She's always reinventing her sound. She's always doing something new with not just the instrumentation or anything like on a sonic level. It's like the content of the lyrics and the content of the songs itself. It's always something new. She's not, she's not an artist that you can really put into any box other than maybe like experimental. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I love her past work, you know? Debut, fucking post. What what what's yours, Keenan? Can I just say that this man talking right now is literally wearing a Bjork <laughs> sweater. I am. Check the Instagram. That is true. <laughs> Very true. To say, I can't even. No, she's like what? Literally what? Like probably like top ten for you. For me, all time, yeah. She's a top ten artist for me for sure. She's. Oh. I I mean, it's it, it's really hard to say that no artist has a bad album. But I don't think she does. She has stuff that I don't listen to as much, obviously. Maybe stuff that I don't vibe mm. with as much. But bad, no. Well, this is her first. Uh, Ooh. Come on, bro. Let's get this shit started. Ooh. I'm ready to roll. 
yeah, he has the heat. He has the hatred locked and loaded. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. <laughs> debut post Verspentine. All that shit. <laughs> Verspentine. That shit goes hard. Verspentine. <laughs> No, man, I well, and that's the thing too. Like, even even if you don't agree with that sentiment, she has such a big body of work, and it ranges from so many different sounds and ideas. Like, a casual fan can find something that that they like from Bjork. You yeah, know? coming from an artist that put out their debut album in the nineteen nineties, hundred percent. Yeah, e- even if you don't like Bjork, you can listen to her band, The Sugar Cubes. You probably fuck with The Sugar beautiful. Cubes. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So with all that being said, anything she comes out with is going to pique my interest. I can't see a new Bjork album and not listen to it. So, yeah, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about it. I was going to listen to this project anyways. I just thought, why not? I think this will be a very fun project to dive into. And it was. And it was, yes. We got a very, very interesting album with this. So the theme that she was going with this was like she described it all the way leading up to the release as like a mushroom themed album not in a psychedelic way but like in the fungi like in the literal sense of like the wave the fungi the mitochondria the way everything's interconnected and we're all you know part of the same organism you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah exactly and basically like using that metaphor and try and like using it as a way that describes like family ties and family roots cultures love how you said family ties it's it's like a family tree and all the branches are all interconnected you know what i mean right definitely the and roots. sorry i was gonna say yeah deep roots yeah, the roots yes yeah not branches 100 percent. and not just how everything else is connected but how she herself is connected and how that affects her own culture and her own love life and stuff like that yeah so um de- definitely not the first project we've got from her that's very personal you know but uh this is this is one that I think hits very hard. Oh, this oh man, so, yeah, this shit this is, is just fucking like a whole brutal level now. Oh, one hundred percent. That's what's fucking dope, man. She's been around forever. She's still pushing boundaries. What the hell? This woman cannot be stopped. So first track we get is a topos. How dare you? I fucking hate this song, bro. How dare you? So I yeah, was what was so it? hurt with this song, bro? So what about it? So this is your very first Bjork project. Yes. And is this something you were expecting? Were you expecting like this type of sound or this type of direction? What were you expecting? Not at all. I was expecting like some, to be honest, like some, like, like some indie pop, like huh? like what? some indie like like lo-fi like play a fucking acoustic guitar in your basement while it rains outside in Minnesota. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> and she's fucking Icelandic, so I don't know why the fuck I thought that. Like, so that's fucking out the window. Fucking fucking American. Yeah, fucking pleb over here. But <laughs> pretty much, I was just expecting something a little more, for lack of a better term, radio friendly. Mm-hmm. So then when I heard fucking Squidward's clarinet fucking <laughs> sounding ass on this shit, I was like, what am I listening to? Like, she sounds beautiful, and I fucking love the way she rolls her R's. And, like, a lot of the way she pronounces words is, like, her in itself, its own instrument. But this song, bro? Marcos, Marcos, please tell the people out there what song that you played comparing this song to that song, bro. It's literally... Keaton is so mad at me right now, but I cannot agree more. This shit sounds like Bajonk. This ain't fucking Bjork. This is Bajonk, bro. How dare you? If you look up the worst beat ever made on YouTube, it literally sounds just like this. (laughs) 
<laughs> bro, is this song is tight, but that's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> it's literally song is not it, tight. It is, it what? Is, literally, he played it for us before this show, and has a lot of it's similarities. Spot on. It's spot on. It's spot on. <laughs> it's, on. It's, it's, it's the most. She literally sampled the song, the worst beat ever made, <laughs> and just put the shit on here. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of this song. I, I, for me at least, I'm, the, the whole weird fucking noises that it makes and shit like that. Not a fan of it. It's not even weird noises. It's just what is it like the octave or the pitch or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. why does it sound like that? Why does it sound like purposefully squid, obtuse? Like Squidward's clarinet. Yeah. Why does it sound like that? Like, why does it sound off tune on purpose? That's Bjork. Ain't Bjork, no way that's Bjork because everything no. else on this album. Well, she pushes boundaries. That's for sure. It's Bjork. It like literally like how Ruben said, like it's Bjork. Like you no, have that's to... Bajonk, bro. That no. ain't Bjork, that's Bajonk. So the best way you could describe this woman's music is you have to be in like a certain like headspace for it. And you just gotta wait for the twists and turns. You do. You really do because she could lead you this way and she's literally gonna do a complete one eighty on you and go up and down. That's fair, because so... I, I definitely think the second half of this song is even pretty good comparative to the first mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean hot like, take <laughs> and like that very like orchestral like with the strings like it's it's literally it's it's chaotic it is and so it's if you listen to like past projects it's it's bjork so after me and marcos just fucking trashed this entire song what about you guys or what about this song to you guys is redeemable about this because i know you have ears too and i know that funky ass fucking clarinet or whatever the fuck that sound was does not sound good so what about this song is redeeming see i like the clarinet you're such a liar <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> bro what do you mean this is gonna make my top how three. just inspire fucking host no, <laughs> bro, if it wasn't for that song on this album it'd be a 10 out of 10 this this wow, one, like, that like, much like yeah, I, hate I hate it too like Isaac said one of the worst intro songs we've I've ever heard the same one of the worst intro See? songs of all albums and I loved it because I literally have like oh fuck she's back ah yeah. she's back she's back Bjork fair, doing fair. Bjork shit baby's back I was very excited that this is like I'm glad she started it like this because it's very like in your face this is what I am it sets the tone for the album. So, I mean, I, I guess I can't really blame you guys. You know, I guess I can't really blame anybody if they didn't like this. Not, not even just this song, but this album in general, because this is very, very obtuse in terms of sound. Again, that's kind of a theme, especially with the last couple albums she's done. Uh, if you dig back into her older discography or it, if you dig back into her older music, you'll 100% get stuff that's a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. and, you know, a little bit stuff that's a little bit more easy listening, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't think you guys are wrong in that sense at all, but, uh, I don't know. I'm with Keenan too. I, I like it. I, it's, it's like Bjork making a statement essentially like, cause you can start off with something that's a little bit more calm for an intro or something that's a little bit more like easing you in. This shit don't ease you in at all. You get Fuck these, no. you get these wild ass clarinets right there and she's fucking belting out her lyrics too. Uh, and then for the song in the second half to end with that real hard thumping uh, bass. I did like that. Heavy bass. Like that. Heavy bass. Heavy yeah. bass throughout the whole album. Throughout the but, whole album, yeah. I like I like that smart part of it too. Just in the background the whole time. Yeah. It was yeah. really nice. Now I will say my least favorite song. There there is a song that I do agree with you guys as far as like your reasons why you don't like the song. Is I hate to say it, but Ancestress. Oh the So sad. The How dare fifth you? track. How dare you? How dare you? So How dare you? Th- this is one where it's like 
man, it, it's like a double-edged sword to me, dude. Like, I, I love Bjork with what she does, you know? I love these fucking crazy concepts, and I love the abstract nature of her music. I love that she doesn't fit in a box. But to do it for seven minutes in a song is just like... So you said something, Isaac, off-air. You said she'll do something in, like, small... 10 second passages and then it'll switch up and then it'll come back for another 10 seconds. Right. That's basically this song. There's certain passages I like and they last for about a minute, but then it switches up so much. And it's just, I kind of feel bad for saying it too, because it's like a big epic song about her mom who is a recurring theme on this album. Right. But I don't know, dude, I think just to stretch this over seven minutes was a little taxing. I can't say that I really like the song as a whole. I like sections, but not as a whole. Sam, this is a fucking long ass time for any song, especially for something this abstract. Yeah, yeah that's, that'll get you tired real quick. It has to be a really good song for you to stick around for eight, uh, eight minutes, seven minutes. Facts. So that is fair, and but it's the theme of the song, like you said, it's about her mother who did pass away, mm-hmm. and it was literally it's actually the second tribute. But coming off of the song before it, which is also about her mother, that's why I was interested the entire time. And I'm fucking tired of listening to your mom. It. Completely agree. Oh, that's why I love it. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> no, I, love that's, it. I don't agree with that. I, don't agree, I, I, I Damn, agree with what Keenan said. Relax, dog. Full literally wearing a dying wish shirt, Sorry. so I wouldn't expect anything. <laughs> yeah, less. right. Shit. My bad. My bad. No, you're good, you're good. But I think that's what it was. I think the way it was set up sonically, coming off of the, coming right after that first, the track before it, which is um, sorrowful soil. soil. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, it's the theme of it. That's what kept me hooked. And there are some parts of it where it's like, eh, but a majority of the song I do love. So that's what I was telling Ruben earlier too. Is a lot of this album, the reason why I couldn't get into it was because it was really like, really like a bedtime story. Like, I got those vibes off the whole fucking time based out of there. Because at some point, I'm just I was drowning out the instruments because I fucking hate the sound engineering behind this album. But the lyrics, like, they're alright. Like, it kept me really intrigued, and it sounded like a fucking movie, like a script. It sounded like someone was like. Just put on a soundtrack in the background and it sounded like a script. Yeah, bro. She said, she said, love is like a muscle and you gotta exercise that shit. <laughs> bro, to get your son to come Dog. onto this track with you. Yes, dude. Sing about your mom and your grandma. Dude. Yeah, that was Bro, real gross. quick, can I read verse four? Please bro, do. Bro, when she says the machine of her breathed all night while she rested, revealed her resonance, and then it it didn't bro oh my god that's why i say yeah, you have to the... be in like a specific like mindset you got to well, be fucking ready. mindset dog bro you can't go to the gym and just start fucking lifting weights with this and you even that, said that like, is very true that and you even to one song you yeah into one song I'll no that none much. none <laughs> none victimhood bro none, none, the blast none <laughs> <laughs> bro, are you kidding me i'll, I'll hit my but, pb real quick but you even said when you're working you couldn't even listen to this yeah because i wasn't in the right mindset because again my job is very fast-paced and i cannot listen to this very soft sounding music during that time but once i got to a quieter setting I put it on and it was perfect. Yeah. And that's that's the whole thing that I was talking about earlier was it's it's not casual listening. You especially this album. Maybe Bjork as a whole, you could probably find something casual. This is not a casual list. You can't just throw that's this true. on in the that's background. Fair. Um that's but yeah, going going back to lyrics, yes, I, I do like the lyrics a lot. I wanna go to verse three. I love this dyslexia, the ultimate free form. 
she invents words and adds syllables, handwriting language all her own. That's such a beautiful way of not even just describing your mom, but just describing dyslexia in itself. Yeah. Like, and it's perfect because this woman herself makes her own fucking words. Literally, the album album title is literally a made up word that she just like. Let's just throw these two words together. This is what they used to do. Watch me do it now. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Let me add my own feminine twist to it. You know, a, a lot of the words have like the the like men you know like the man version of it the masculine version. the math there you go and then she like feminizes it you know and but like in a beautiful way you know Mm. it's it's fucking weird she has one that's like she combined two words that meant like mother and death yeah she made it sound so beautiful you know what i mean like i'll be your dead mom dog what's up (laughs) that's no that's not how i meant it but no i i completely go ahead oh no so that's actually in this song there we go. Exactly. So the, so the word is uh, mort, it's, it's like ma- uh, martyr mort. Yeah, martyr mort from the Latin roots matter and mort, mother and death, respectively. Yeah. Ooh. So crazy, that's, man. That's insane. So crazy. I could see why you didn't like that song though. Seven minutes. It's long winded. It's long winded. It's long. It's very long. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, but I'll like Keenan said, bro, the combination of like the sadness from Sorrowful Soil to this one, like being more uplifting and like shedding a light on who her mother was and not what she ended up being and not just talking about her illness. I, I, it, it was enough to get me past the fucking the, the more drawn out parts. But I could also see being like not even bothered with it in the sense that like it's fuck dude okay yeah okay we don't need a eighth verse bro okay we get right. it you know yeah but even reading the genius annotations about this song she wrote this song like years before her mother before her mother passed mm-hmm. and it was like pages and pages and pages long and she so, had to reduce it and the fact that she reduced it to exactly what was said there is I think perfect. Perfect. There's not a wasted word. There's not a wasted syllable. Every little thing is perfectly crafted. It, it, it's it's a piece of art, and it's it's its own thing within its own thing. You know what I mean? It's a piece of art in in the in its own album. Those two songs back to back, I should say. Hmm. Yeah. I do want to go back to sorrowful soil though. Ooh. So the um so sorrowful soil the way it was described, I think by her actually is sorrowful soil is like the eulogy to her mom. And um, Ancestress was like the epitaph, epitaph, I, f- I forget how it's said, or it's like the big long form, uh, well, I don't even know. It's like a, the way, like one is like a recap, like. Like a recap of the life or something yeah. like that. What is that, an obituary? No, it's called the epitaph or something. Oh. Uh, what I read was that's usually what's inscribed in headstones. So this was essentially like the epitaph. So leading a up eulogy. to. eulogy. No, the eulogy was Sorrowful Soil, was it not? Yeah, is that not what we're talking about? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I cut this, but. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying Sorrowful Soil is a eulogy. Because oh, it, it, I think it says which one's which in the, in the annotations. Maybe yeah. Sorrowful the... Soil is a eulogy. Yes. Okay. okay and, I'm, I'm just trying to find it for you. That's all. No, you're no, good. You're good. Thank, you. Thank you. Um. So so these two act in that companion piece in that yeah. sense, right? Right. So um, how, how uh, Ancestress was real like, big almost epic sounding very like long and drawn out lyrically speaking yeah sorrowful soil is the same but it's very much stripped back in the sound it's fucking sad bro very sad there's like a choir backing the lyrics and it it's it's the layered vocals bro yeah Yeah. 
It's the layered vocals that add to a fucking haunting effect of sadness on this track that is so powerful. A sobering look at your parents' life uh, in a in song form that tries to capture the pain and emotions that you're feeling knowing that their end is coming. Like, it's crazy. Fuck, man. Bro, the ending... The ending, when she says you did your best, you did your best, I know. Oh, my Balling, God. Balling, bro. Balling. <laughs> oh, my God. Balling. Marcos is looking at us with his shark eyes over here, but I'm balling, <laughs> oh, dog. Dude, I want to cry right now. And then you get, then you get sorrowful. No, you, you get ancestors right after that. And then right after yeah. that. Yeah, which is like the big epic version of it. But, yeah. uh, man. The, no, but sorrowful soil sounds way cooler. God, I'm gonna be so hurt when my mom dies, dude, and I can't imagine like the feelings of it. And fuck, dude. But in a way, I like. I feel like this is gonna be like helpful for us. One hundred, especially if you have a close relationship with your mom. Like mm-hmm. this album is like her grieving in real time. You know what I mean? Right. It's almost like what Lingua Ignata did with her past traumas and put her traumas into music. And this is like the same thing. You know what I mean? And I say lingua just because, you know, she's off the top and I love her. But, I mean, a lot of artists do that, right? Mm. But not many I not many that I feel like I can go back to them and be like, oh, now that I'm going through whatever they're going through, listening to this makes me feel better. Like, right. I know for a fact when I read this shit or listen to it, it's either going to make me cry or it's going to be very helpful or both. It's probably going to be both. It's probably going to be both. But the crying is probably the essential to the yeah, true, feeling true. better. You true. know what I mean? Yeah. It's and it's cool that it's They're done not in mutually like, exclusive. Right, right. It's cool that it's done in like such a a meaningful, like almost uplifting type of way too. You know, it's a it's very much that whole like you shouldn't you should celebrate somebody's life when they die. You yeah. shouldn't. You know that that's kind of like the vibe I get with this with with, with these uh themes. Oh, I get know? that too. I, especially since like I been saying and how she keeps saying how this whole album is like like fungi like we're all connected baby like Mm -hmm. your your physical form is gone now but like i'll see you soon you know what i mean like it's it's we're all just going back to the earth you know what i mean right right very bjork very bjork very bjork Bjork. uh are you sure you never listened to her before um actually actually yeah you sound like a very seasoned bjork veteran no i just love my mom a lot give him the the hoodie ruben give him the hoodie yeah i gotta take i gotta give it to him damn let me wipe my fucking tears bro let's get past these two songs jeez okay well there's a third one though no i know the very last track and i want to bring it up because it ties in it's the final track it's the final track of the album and it's also the final track that deals with her mother her mother's house but uh-oh. I didn't get this song was about her mom. I thought this was more about her explaining herself to her children because now we got her daughter on the track. Mm. So fucking Larry's to this shit. Oh, I love her. So personally, like listening to it, I got more of her like describing herself. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get it. Her explaining about her mom again. Right. Why not both though? It, it could be. And That's it probably, it's it's probably a, it's a, was. It's what? It's a, it could be. I got the fact that it was like a double entendre. So whenever she's talking about herself, it could be talking about her mom too. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. In ways like where she kind of like relates and, you know, kind of like hard to like let go of your child as they grow up. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I didn't get that interpretation until you just said it. And now reading the lyrics, I can totally see that. Yeah. I can totally like, see that. Which is perfect because how you guys were saying, like, it could be both. It could be it very it could much be both. So I, I did be. not capture that the first time I listened to it. But yeah, it it definitely could be both. 
um, I kind of took it as more motherhood in general and like what it takes to like love someone unconditionally with your whole heart in only a way that a mother could, you know, or a father. But, you know, as long as it's not your father's house, you know, it's your mother's house. <laughs> so, yeah, that's you know what I mean, though? It's to me, it's about like parenthood and just, you know, just that just fucking un unwavering love that you have for your for your child. And I fucking love that, bro. I love when songs are unapologetically just, just kind of just pouring that love out. Like you don't, I don't know. I feel like I personally don't find music that is that loving without sounding fucking, you know, cheesy as fuck. So like literally, so we got the first two tributes to her mom, which we just went over. And then now throughout the entire album, we get it, her ending it off. Like, okay, like, like my mother, I'm able to let you go because in the song, she says, you know, the more I love you, the more you love me, the better you will survive, the better I will survive. The more freedom I give you, the more freedom you give me. So it's like letting your children grow up. Yes. Letting them be themselves. Like not not so much like I'm going to be like my mom, but like now I'm in this position. Like I have my kids. I know what it's like. Which now is I know how you felt. I know what you went through, which is hard to do as a parent. I'm not a parent, but I know for a fact that you can't really dictate your kids lives. So you have to find, they're going to find their own personality. They're going to get their own opinions and stuff like that. So you have to let them grow, yeah. set them for the, who they are. And hopefully they don't become a school shooter. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. That would be kind of lame. God. Damn it. That was beautiful. And then you say that shit. <laughs> you know, I always had to turn that shit up a notch. Um, also, uh, it, this could also be like, yes, about like motherhood and stuff. But this whole album is also about love and like her relationship with love, I guess, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like just how love has affected her and the things that it make her do and so on and so forth. So in a way, this could also be like a song about like letting, like you said, letting go, but also being able to let go of relationships, let go of relationships as well. Not just like family relationships, but just like that, not just family relationships, but the relationship that you have with just another human being. You know what I mean? And, and not hard. and not like being, you know, hovering around them or whatever, you know, the, a lot of this them. album is like being able to disconnect from that. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and be healthy in that disconnect and not be bitter. You know what I mean? And so, like you said, how you just literally just read that lyric, you know, the more I let you go, the more you can let me go. You know, it's the same thing, man. You had such a great point, Isaac, about how this is just like not a mother's love or like a, a love between, you know, mother, daughter children and mother but love as a whole i want to move on to that with one specific song but uh i just have to say i dude the backing vocals on this and the melodies that were almost like sampled and repeated throughout are just amazing it's definitely one of the more touching ones because a lot of them have either this very dark you know somber feel to them and then a lot of them sound like way over the top and like it's not like, like playful almost. Like, it's yeah, like playful, yeah. exuberant, fucking like you know, just over the top happiness in a way, or like over the over the top with you know brightness and, mm-hmm. and energy. And this this one's like serious, but happy, but not playful. Yeah. I guess like it's 
it's it's very it's like stoic in its love i guess god damn stoic is fucking that's a perfect word for it holy shit man the song that i wanted to follow up with your explanation of that love is free fall yes 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 free fall yes. is 100%. i mean yeah th- this is like this really encapsulates that idea that you had of just love with another person yeah um I really like the sonic direction on this one too. This Dang. one was that second half dog with the plucky strings. Yes, <laughs> that's a crazy beat switch. I don't even know if you could call it that, but <laughs> <laughs> bro, because you go from like them using the bow on the strings, yes. and then they go to plucking this. Oh, mm. it's perfect. The, that second half is actually a really good um, example of that, like playful, like boop 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 boop, boop real yeah. boppy kind of sound. Yeah, but it's so weird and it's so jarring because this first, not even half the first three quarters of this song was very very like sorrowful and yeah you know very very deep and man, somber almost very somber very yeah. despite it being like about about a love that you 100 percent you know commit to yeah you know something that you feel 100 percent comfortable with bro the second half with the plucky strings and the very captivating vibe is fucking beautiful literally painting a picture with her words to describe love her love there's no one else could describe love the way she can and no one else will have love the way that she loves and that way and in that way nobody will make music that is this touching bro you know what i mean like her her love is transcendent bro like like i'm fucking in love with fucking iceland now bro and i don't even fucking know her like yes i don't know i literally cannot top that cannot top that (laughs) By just fucking adding on to how great that outro is with the strings, mm-hmm. it's literally couldn't have been any more perfect. Yeah, literally Isaac well said. Thank you, thank yeah. you. It's well, well done, Bjork. She, when I say these words, it's not very hard. <laughs> Everything that I'm saying is coming from the heart and kind of just off, flowing off the top. Most of it, be, just because. On instant gut reaction, this these are the emotions she invokes. She doesn't she doesn't invoke she she doesn't make music to put on in the background. She ain't making music casually. She's making music to touch your fucking soul, bro. To touch to make you feel something, and she does a goddamn good job, bro. One hundred percent. She is touching the fuck out of my soul, bro. And then another song I wanted to jump to is uh, Fungal City. Th- uh-huh. This this one is a little bit more like straightforward with that like was... the love to me this one was a love of a partner was you know uh, a um an intimate relationship right you know um this one dude this feature I've never heard of this guy before I shouldn't say I'm surprised because it's fucking Bjork but I will say if I had to choose an album that I didn't expect like an R and B feature <laughs> was it would have been fucking Fusura by Bjork. Yeah. But that serpent with feet feature, he he's featured in the two choruses throughout, man. He sounds so damn good in the back. But yeah, I, I really like the song in the sense of like that intimate like relationship that you have with a partner. Uh this one was similar to like Free Fall, where it's kinda like just leaving yourself open and being vulnerable to it, you know? Uh uh-huh. like despite the sound not even like being as deep and sorrowful sounding as like a free fall or like you know, as like an allow maybe. Um yeah, but what what did you guys think about this one? I really like this song. I, I don't I, I don't really have too much to talk about it like sonically, but I love that this song and this 
like she's choosing fungal city to talk about how her love is interconnected that's fucking genius bro fucking genius i wrote here my notes comparing her love to that of a multi-level interconnected cohesiveness of fungi that's you know spans between millions of organisms is fucking so smart Fungi might be the building blocks of all of life, just in the same way that love is the interconnected part that makes us all fucking human, bro. I may be one person, but we are all humans together, connected, living together on this earth. And it is love is what holds us all to one another, bro. Oh, this dude just described the whole fucking album. <laughs> God. What the hell? Let me talk first next time. <laughs> Holy shit. God, what Isaac said. <laughs> Jesus. Copy and paste that For shit, real, bro. copy pasta, bro. <laughs> copy pasta, bro. <laughs> oh, well, it's just me describing that about like fucking like, <laughs> yeah. shit, bro. <laughs> Her accent adds to like this, like the almost otherworldly cosmic feeling that she has about herself, or not about herself, but through her music. Like it's so fucking out of this world, bro. That I can't even understand what she's saying. She sounds like an alien, bro. And yet, and yet she's speaking to me, bro. She's talking through my heart. Like, she's so out of this world and so personable at the same time. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it, I mean, she has a deep accent as is. But she she purposefully, you know, delivers the words in a very weird. It, it? Yeah, she, she, she isn't just a, I don't even know if this makes sense. But it, she doesn't just sing it in like a typical way, if there is a typical way. Like, she adds these very, like, drawn out like True. pronunciations to it True. you know we, a better way to say it is she emphasizes it she emphasizes yeah, a lot but she emphasizes like weird parts of words you it's, know what i mean yeah and she's ma- and she's singing made up words on top of it like <laughs> fuck it's kind of hard to follow at times you and know then she I mean? stretches that word out by rolling her tongue yeah yes nice. yeah oh, that's my favorite part though yeah it seems like she doesn't have much of a flow it's almost like a spoken word type of 100 if you could sing spoken word that's pretty much what she's doing <laughs> now going to a song that's Pretty much different from the entire album, sound-wise and lyric-wise, is Victimhood. The best song on the fucking album. Explain why. Victimhood, bro. Why is it the best song? Do I need to say more after the first fucking five seconds and you hear those fucking blasting-ass intro? That was straight from the album. That wasn't (laughs) me. That was from the album. We're probably going to get copywritten because that's what it sounded like. That shit is... Hard as fuck. Shit sounds so sinister. Belongs in a Robert Eggers film. The clarinet sounds way better on this track. Talking about victimhood and the impact it has on your life. If you let it. Owning up to what happened. Recognizing that it was bad but not letting it control or define you. Sonically bro. That shit made me wanna fucking. (laughs) Dude. Do some fuck (laughs) shit bro. In black and white millimeter on a fucking (laughs) 70 inch fucking theater screen bro like 100 it's so ominous it's so So ominous it's very droning and it has like this weird like it has this weird like drum track kind of mix it's like a metronome like yeah and it's real stripped back but it's that weird drone like synth it's like a tuned down synth just like blasting you in the face yeah and the song eventually leads to like a little bit more of like a quote unquote rhythm. Like it leads to a little yeah. bit more structure. But this oh, that song, first half was gas, dude. It, it's just <laughs> if this album had a color palette, this would be the darkest. This would be straight black, dude. This would be Whoa. this would be black. Really? Yeah. I would if, say so. If not, if if not black, I would probably say this this song 
I get like a deep purple from this song. Okay, God's gonna. Well, not to jump ahead. It'd be jump that, ahead. It'd be that second instrumental. That yes. would be the darkest. That's why okay. I say that would be the darkest. Okay. But I okay. do get what you guys are saying. This would be a dark color. It was a color palette. <laughs> but um, that those horns. Was yeah. it a horn at the end, or like not not the end, but like throughout like the middle to the end? Was it a horn, or was it like a keyboard of some sort? I thought it was a horn. See, but... I put horn, but I said maybe keyboard. The the highs and lows of that horn, I loved throughout the entire, and then the like that drum machine in the back. Yeah, like I loved that throughout the entire song. Um, but it's just the story just it hurt me. Mm-hmm. Why? Why her? Why her? Why is she playing the victim right now? Why is she the victim? Like the entire time I was like, who who did this to you? <laughs> you're really, like the Arthur meme. You're just holding your fist yeah. up. Holding my fist. Ready to fuck someone up. And it still even has like a positive outlook. It's, it's overcoming that. That's the thing too. Yeah, too. 100%, 100%. Like even though I'm pissed off, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because even, even the <laughs> instrumental, you know, mirrors that, you know, like – like how you said, how it like brings it back up, you know? Yeah. After being so fucking foreboding in the beginning, you know what I mean? Like, bro, if, the, if that was a 10-minute track of just the first half, bro, I I don't think I'd ever have to listen to another song ever again, bro. <laughs> Shit was so good. But you're right. Who hurt you, baby? But also, who gives a fuck who hurt you? Because obviously you've moved on and you're a fucking better woman for it. Word. Mm. I've kind of touched on my tracks. Are there any other uh, singular tracks you guys want to touch? Or not even just tracks, but I mean, is there anything else you guys want to touch on specifically? Uh, I just want to say for uh, the second instrumental track, that shit just sounded like an A20, A24, A24 movie trailer type beat. That's That shit reminded me of. And then Mycelia literally makes me feel like I'm walking <laughs> through a Icelandic forest drawn by Dr. Seuss. That shit sounds crazy mm-hmm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I will I will agree with you, Keenan. So that second one Which is uh it's Trollagaba. Okay, yeah. We'll we'll say that. I, I mean I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, her title would be crazy. For real. But I, I do agree with you. I mean Victimhood to me was the darkest sounding, but this one was is a very close second. And and it, it's just and it's just an instrumental. It's just an it's, it's scary. Very it scary. truly was. A twenty four. I mean Bro, shit. literally, so right here, like I this song genuinely scared the shit out of me the other day at work. <laughs> Bro, out there in the dark, walking, like, this True. song was scary. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to listen to Bjork in Albuquerque after 5 o'clock. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Right now, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but from the, off, like, the first listen, just, like, to add some fun to it, I got, like, ghost level, like, Mario 64 Ooh, sound okay, nice. okay. i can see that that's funny yeah. it, i didn't see it at first but i can, I can see, see it now. so like i got some that's, that's why hard. i put i got some uh, mario 64 like ghost level but um off the first couple listens it was jarring it, yeah for for sure it. in a good way yeah exactly especially because like mycelia is so like upbeat yeah and goofy it, it was uh the whole song was made out of uh acapella voices was and it? just chopped up there's no there's no beat to that like there's no like instrumentation the second one it has instrumentation right, right, right. but that first one it's just voices chopped in i was gonna say screwed. that's crazy screwed, i didn't know that <laughs> yeah i didn't I they're, didn't they're just chopped more. listen to it it's literally just like and then it'll be like burr, 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 burr. like it just chops the only after effects sound is there's one where she does this like low whoo and then it like do 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 yeah that is obviously you know like a 
computer generated sounds. Scatman and Crothers. Facts. Yeah, you might just be hella talented. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like sampled voice human sounds. Fun fact: one of her albums, the whole other than maybe some piano and some strings thrown in, the whole album is produced solely through human voice. That almost seems like obnoxious, but it's probably you need fire, to listen fire. to it. She she gets it these like it's called Medulla. Okay. And the album cover, the album cover is almost like some Marilyn Manson like black metal type Let shit. Let me see this Look. So she's wearing like, because it looks like the Mickey Mouse ears. She's wearing like oh, a half like black okay, mask. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I see it. But uh, yeah, that that whole album, like I said, other than maybe some um, pianos and strings, the mm. whole thing is backed by choirs. It's backed by vocal samples. It's really unique project. It's my top three from her. Okay. I really like that album. But uh, yeah, that, that's basically what this first instrumental reminded me of. Fair. Good shit. Good shit. Um, anything else? Anything else? Go ahead. I I just have two more, just real quick. Uh, I just want to touch on uh, track six, real quick. That shit is fucking gas, bro. It's the first time that she speaks all in Icelandic, and I guess it's a poem. It's, mm. it's a poem, and I I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the song, but it translates to how beautiful it how beautiful it is in the fjords, and that is bro the piano in her voice and her in her native tongue <laughs> oh dude that shit is fucking heavy bro that shit is so sick also i just uh on the second track uh i just wanted to say that the whole song being about a cycle of love and the way that it affects your entire part of you your past current and future selves going from an idealized concept of love when you're young to heartbreaking working together letting go and moving on in a healthy way at the end sometimes we have to be the change that we want to see in ourselves so that we can be the change that we want for others the fucking horns dance so gracefully over the harsh erratic electronic beat it's so fucking dark and then it turns triumphant the more the more in the same way that a person can grow and I just fucking love that, bro. It's a Sufon Stevens type beat. Sufon Stefan? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I got a little jumbled there, but I, this whole album just gets me all excited, bro. I fucking, As it I fucking love, As love it, this shit. As it should. And also, Allow is just a really, really sick, very dope, stark contrast from the song before it. So bright and full of bliss. One of the more straightforward songs sonically on the album. But the dual singing is perfect. Allow yourself to grow. Stay rooted, but also flexible. Angelic. And who helped with that song? Oh. Motherfucking Orca! Bro, <laughs> that shit is gas. Bro, why is Arca on this? Please tell me. So this song was actually written for her last album, Utopia, which was pro- produced by Arca, but she kept it. I don't know why they make the album. I don't know if she Oh, like why it was kept off? Yeah, or why it was kept off. But she pretty much, it was written during those sessions. But instead of releasing it with Utopia, she just saved it and then released it for this album. Yeah, and that's interesting. That's why it ends up sounding so different because this thing is, was in production way before this album was. Oh, yeah. So, Oh, you have something? Yeah. Oh, The title track. The self-titled track. Oh, Kasora. yeah. So... Yeah. I, I actually I, I really do um I really do like the song featuring uh 
Casimin. Try, try it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised this song actually didn't stick out to Marcos because you got some heavy uh, techno styles in this one. True. True. Very true. It's too chaotic for me. Word. I mean, that's funny because I thought this one is a little bit more straightforward. Compared it, it, to the it, other fucking tracks, yes. It, it, it yeah, it was like um because you know the whole theme of the album is the whole like you know the mushroom theme, and the song literally is just like talking about like mushroom growth, right? But like how chaotic and like how even like in some points how heavy the the beats were, it really did actually stick out to me, mm-hmm. and overall like it it was just cool to kind of like how it pretty much explained the album in its whole. Right. Like really, that last part again? It explained the album. Oh, okay. In its entirety, pretty much. Okay. Because literally, like, how mushroom, mushroom, how mushrooms grow and spread, literally, that's literally how this song was. Like, Isaac explained it earlier about how the ties um, to love and just mushrooms in general and, like, how they spread and grow and how they're rooted. This song pretty much explained that, like, it was literally just, like, a quick explanation of the entire album. And I think it was perfect. It's all love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all, all love. love baby. It's all love. Why? Well, it's it's cool that you know. I, I guess that's something that I wanted to say earlier, but you teed me up perfect for that. Is I mean, it's very straightforward in the sense of its message, mm-hmm. but the sound is very jumbled, and there's a lot of different things. But I think that's sound wise. I think that's a perfect uh, representation of just love itself. You know, it isn't straightforward. It isn't. Ooh. You know what I mean? It isn't anything linear. You're going to go through highs. You're going to go through lows. You're going to go through weird fucking shit in between. And True. it's going to hit you out of nowhere. You're not going like to expect it. Like a clarinet it. to the face. Yeah. Like oh, you're going to get some you. of that shit. It's going to be rocky. It's going to be very sad. So I, I think the sound uh, perfectly encapsulates that. All right. Let's get into our <laughs> overall thoughts. Top three tracks and overall score. Marco start us off. Lyrics, voice, amazing. Um, sound engineering hot garbage i hate it i can't listen to it literally i hate the instrumentals every part of the beat every track i hate it um sorry dude hot take i'll make it short and simple to you lyrics spectacular but yeah sound wise uh not good at all um top three tracks are probably ancestress uh victimhood and uh uh chola because of the dark ambient (laughs) okay so uh uh atmosphere that it gives out really fuck with that um i'll give this project a solid four out of ten to be fair i thought Ooh. it was gonna be a lot lower i actually did too that's two points higher than i oh, thought it was me, be. so four out of ten because it's bjork um she her she is like i said earlier uh to call her a talent talented singer is an understatement and even a writer as a writer lyricist like amazing but it's just like uh, I've gone through her discography before. This album just wasn't for me. So I can't fucking give her like a two or a one because just the album wasn't for me. I know she experiments and pushes boundaries. Just this one wasn't for me. I guarantee if she came out with another album or if you go through her discography, there's going to be albums that I like from her that yeah, you're going to hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just that she puts a boundary too far out for me that just I didn't like. So probably not going to listen to this again, honestly. Yeah, so fair. Understandable. Understandable. I'm surprised you even have three tracks that you even want to I shout out. I know. Barely. And that's just because they fall on the more dark ambient side. And I was able to listen to them and tolerate them. So overall, I really like this album. I definitely think, like I said in the beginning, you do need to be in the right mindset or headspace when it comes to listening to this album. It's Bjork. You don't know what you're going to get. 
She's going to take you up high. She's going to take you down low and she's going to take you all the way around and then back. She, <laughs> she's all over the place. And so I'm glad she's back. Like I said, she never left. Um, I really love the orchestral vibe from this album, um, especially alongside with those lyrics, especially, uh, you know, the deep ties to her, to the motherhood. Um, I really love that. Very heartfelt. Um, what else can I say? It, it was a really, it was a really good album. Top three tracks, Her Mother's House. And I'm actually going to pair these two together, uh, Sorrowful Soil and Ancestress. Nice. And then Freefall. Nice. And I got to give an honorable mention is to Fasora, the self-titled track. Overall score, 8 out of 10. Nice. Mm. Great album. Cool. Good stuff. It's Bjork doing Bjork things. Please listen to it. <laughs> if you've never listened to her before, please do not dive into this. Please, like, yeah, start off with something earlier before you dive into this if you've never listened to her. But if you have, I'm sure you're right alongside the rest of us. 8 out of 10. Man, fuck all that. <laughs> this, this is my first Bjork album, and I love that shit. You can start wearing the fuck you want. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're right. You're right. This shit is obtuse. Start start somewhere in the You had to manual. force yourself to listen to this because of the podcast. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't have listened to it if it wasn't for the podcast, but I'm glad that I did. Uh, for this being my first Bjork album, I guess my biggest thing is, what the fuck have I been doing with my life this whole time, bro? This woman is a fucking godsend, bro. She is immaculate. She is the fucking reason why the fucking water moves in the ocean and the fucking mitochondria thrive in the forest, bro. Shit. She is amazing. Talk that shit. She is an Icelandic goddess that was kissed by ice. She is otherworldly, bro. I, I literally am very shocked that I've never listened to her. Uh, so yeah, oh, but getting to the album first York record and honestly, I was blown away. Like this shit is way fucking better than I ever, ever could ever have expected. I didn't think I was going to be this emotionally attached to a album from an artist that I'd never listened to. Like this is just, this is a shooting star, bro. Like you, you don't, you don't find shit like this very often. And because of that, like I, I have nothing but endless, endlessly positive things. And maybe I'm fucking deriding, but who gives a fuck? Like, the, if you if you have a fucking soul and you and you listen to this shit, like you'll see you'll see what we're saying. We're not just blowing smoke. Yeah, we're giving her flowers, but she she deserves every fucking petal on all of those flowers, bro. She she is a she is a one of a kind being, and that's coming from someone who's never listened to anything else but this. So again, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about the rest of her discography too. We're gonna do a marathon, boys. We're gonna listen to all of them all in one night, bro. Yeah, that's impossible, actually. <laughs> it's like it might take like 36 <laughs> hours long. Like, yeah. Fuck it, strap in. But mm-hmm. uh, with that long-winded ass fucking shit out of the way, my top three tracks have to be uh, "Sorrowful Soil," uh, track number six. Sorry, can't pronounce it, and mm. "Victimhood." All three of those tracks are pretty fucking heavy, and that's pretty much why I like them. Uh, with that being said, my final review is 8.5 out of 10. Woo! And it would be hard, too, if she didn't have no fucking Squidward-ass fucking <laughs> song at the beginning. Intro. Oh, so what the fuck? That's funny. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to not parrot what everybody else has said. Um, I absolutely love the direction that she took with this album. Uh, again, you know... Being a fan of Bjork, you're always expecting something new, and it's 
fucking dope that after all these years she's still pushing boundaries she's still doing stuff that's hella interesting i love the the fungal theme throughout i love the i love the ties to like the roots of culture and the roots of love and the roots of family it's super fucking cool um you know honestly thinking about it i guess it's kind of like a metaphor or like a comparison that seems very obvious you know but you don't realize it until somebody else does it you know like and it could just be uh it could just be like a uh, a show of how great her her uh, songwriting is you know the way she explains it and the way she presents it, it's like oh well no shit that makes sense of course it does right but had she not done it i wouldn't have thought of it you know what that's i mean that's fair that's fair you know genius so. did help a lot for this genius yes. yeah it, yeah yeah shout out to them man um but i do i do like the direction the sound went in you know i like these very obtuse ideas it's not anything new for her the sound might be but the ideas aren't but 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 but, but. i will say i don't know if this album has the replayability for me it's uh there's definitely some songs that i can really go back to you know there's definitely songs that i really love and you know the sound obviously plays a big role into that but i think the lyrics and the meaning and the message behind them plays a bigger role um i guess i can really only say there's one song that i don't really like and that's ancestress um otherwise every song is good but i just i honestly don't know if i can see myself coming back to this whole project you know and i can't lie that really uh that takes the overall score down a few notches because, you know, I mean, what what makes an album, what separates an album from great and fantastic? I, to me, value. it's the replay value, exactly. 100%. I think it's a great album, but I don't know if it really passes that threshold, you know? So top three tracks for me is going to be number three, Victimhood, uh, number two, Fungal City, and number one, Freefall. And my overall score is going to be a seven out of ten, which... Ooh. It's like even yeah, to okay, me, that's pretty low. That's even right. to that me, it seems low. low, but uh, I don't know, dude. Like, it, uh, it's such a good project. I, I don't know, but I just can't see myself revisiting it that much. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll have a different opinion in a couple months. I give it a four out of ten. You sure did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. And we want to know what you guys give this. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you've listened to it, let us know what you think. If you haven't. I think it's safe to say you should listen to it and then let us know. Um, Where can they let us know? At the Underground Treehouse Pod on Instagram. Yeah, I, it's not going to be for everybody. If it's your introduction, you might be like Isaac and love it. That's the beauty of Bjork. You're going to find something you like in her whole discography. Again, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Later. Bye.